Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida, it's LA Rams coast to coast. Hello again, I'm Forrest Kelly, three and a half hours east of the 50-yard line at SoFi Stadium in Southern California. And I'm Mark LZ Rams, 2,200 miles east of the LA Memorial Coliseum in Northeast Florida. Welcome to Ram Forward, horns up coast to coast. Because of the uh, circumstances and um, and because of the Rams' season just becoming uh, almost laughable, this will be our last uh, podcast for the, uh, for the year and uh, for the remaining part of uh, the 2000. 22 season but we've still got a great trivia question this was the uh, trivia question that we kind of uh, talked about last week and you busted it out what have we got yeah yeah it was too good to leave in the bag okay there was a quarterback who played for the 1994 la rams and started six games for us and threw for 1352 yards and posted a 94 rating He did not return to the team as they moved to St. Louis in 95. He would return to the Rams 10 years later in 2004 and start two games for us and serve as backup to starter Mark Bulger. Who was his journeyman quarterback who had two stints with the Rams in two cities 10 years apart? Great trivia question. I was listening uh, to Sirius XM Radio uh, today, and I heard Phil Sims talking about the uh, Kansas City defense, and he said the Kansas City defense is not a bend-but-don't-break kind of defense. He said they don't have that philosophy there in Kansas City because the drives take too long, and it keeps their offense off the field, and they've got one of the best offenses. And I was thinking, wow, I wish Mark was hearing this because you've been <laughs> saying that all lo- year long. We had one of the top offenses last year, and going into this year, we were going to be even better but it's like yeah Raheem more porous what are you doing I've gotten tired of talking about it it's like talking to the wall he does it game in and game out he does it in every situation he does it when we're ahead he does it when we're behind he does it on third and 20 he does it on third and two he just it's mindless he just it's like he's not capable of anything creative so I've, I've just given up on him but anyway what do you think about the defense okay well as you said the Rams are essentially eliminated from playoff competition and headed for a 4-13 and record or something like that. So there's little value in assessing or forecasting meaningless games. When the Rams waived Daryl Henderson, that told me they have stopped worrying about winning games for this season. Instead, the remaining games are essentially auditions for 2023 as McStubborn and Porras evaluate who will and won't be on the roster next year. Thus, for this podcast, I'll focus on 2023 and give my thoughts on what the team needs to do to become good again. I can summarize 2022 this way. We won the Super Bowl last year, came out flat this year, and played uninspired all year, and then injuries destroyed any chance of a late-season rally. I think there's a good chance we rebound next year and make the playoffs. Okay, so what's the plan for 2023? We are 29th in the NFL in takeaways, an incredibly poor rank for a team with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey. The very first move the Rams should make when the season ends is to fire Raheem Porras because he flat out sucks. Get someone who will ditch bend but don't break and replace it with controlled aggression. Almost everyone on the defensive line other than AD will be a free agent, including Greg Gaines, Sean Robinson, Marquise Copeland, and Michael Lamar Hoyt. We still have Bobby Brown and Jonah Williams, but I imagine the Rams will choose between Greg Gaines, 
and Ashawn Robinson and let the others walk. Ashawn Robinson is done for the year with a torn meniscus, so that may give Greg Gaines the leg up. Greg Gaines is also a year younger. At inside linebacker, I expect both Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones to be back. At outside linebacker, Terrell Lewis will be back. But the Rams may cut Leonard Floyd to save money. Maybe we'll see youngsters Keir Thomas and Daniel Hardy get a lot of snaps the rest of the way and see if they can rush the passer. I do think that with a better defensive scheme, both Floyd and Lewis could be quite productive. At cornerback, Ramsey will be back unless they try to trade him. Rookies Kobe Durant and Darian Kendrick will be back and both have a good chance to start. Veteran Troy Hill is a free agent, so he should be re-signed if he's affordable. David Long sucks and will likely be gone. Robert Rochelle is still on his rookie deal, so he'll get another crack to start next year. At safety, Taylor Rapp is a free agent, and I cannot imagine the Rams wanting him back. The other starting safety, Nick Scott, is also a free agent, and there's a chance the Rams could keep him. Another possibility is that both safeties are gone, and our starting safeties next year could be Russ Yeast and Jordan Fuller. I'm hoping Fuller will be 100% healthy next season, and if so, I expect him to win the starting safety spot. Punter Riley Dixon and kicker Matt Gay are also both free agents, but both have had good years, so I assume the Rams will offer them both competitive contracts. Gay could get a multi-year deal. Yeah, you mentioned the Rams, the 29th in NFL in takeaways, and and you know, regardless of whatever scheme you're running, uh, you know, philosophical differences or what have you, you cannot be competitive whatsoever and be in the playoffs and make a Super Bowl run being 29th in takeaways. You've got to no. be at least in the top 10. Right. Right. All right. We ask you to name the journeyman quarterback who had two stints with the Rams. We say two stints because the Rams were in two cities at 10 years apart, L.A. and St. Louis. He played for many teams. His best season was in 1998 with the Atlanta Falcons, where he led them to the Super Bowl. And, of course, they got blown out by the Denver Broncos, 34-19. to Switching over to the offense, what do you see the offense needing to do? Okay. Well, first we'll start with quarterback. I'm uh, confident that John Matthew Stafford will be back next year with a totally healthy elbow and totally healthy brain. We need to draft a backup quarterback. He needs to be mobile. I think that pass rushers are gradually outpacing offensive linemen in terms of speed, strength, and athleticism, so it gets harder and harder for pocket passers to be successful because pockets break down more and more quickly. In another generation, virtually all NFL quarterbacks will have to be running quarterbacks or at least highly mobile ones in and out of the pocket. I'm not sure if backups quarterbacks John Wolfel and Bryce Perkins have enough arm talent to play quarterback in the NFL. If Bryce Perkins can improve his passing, the Rams could use him the way the Saints use Taysom Hill because he's a great runner. Running backs. It seems like NFL running backs are like tires. Rotate them often and plan on replacing them every four years or sooner if they go flat too many times. The Rams should just plan to draft running backs and then move on from them every four years unless they are pro bowl caliber. Kyren Williams will be the main contributor next year, possibly the number one back. The Cam Akers situation is so bizarre as he has ranged from being the number one back to being a healthy scratch as they tried to trade him to being a number one back again. I imagine the way he plays the last six games will determine if he is on the roster in 2023. We need a whole new running scheme. Even Jim Brown would struggle on runs between Colonnay and Lunchmeat, which was a staple of the mind-numbingly bad McVeigh running scheme for a large chunk of the year. We need more outside runs. Wide receivers. Okay, Cooper Cup will obviously be back, as will the Moose and VJ, who are both on their rookie deals. The Allen Robinson situation will be difficult, but my gut tells me he'll be back. 
Brandon Powell is a free agent, but he is a good returner and part-time wide receiver, so I assume the Rams will offer him a competitive contract. Chatarius Atwell is still on his rookie deal and will be back, so maybe McVay will find a way to get him more involved in 2023. Tight end Tyler Higby is under contract for 2023, so he'll likely be back. Backup tight end Nicky Hopkins will also be back. Okay, offensive line. Okay, before I discuss the players, I want to point out how McVeigh's decision-making has reached the absurd level this year. If Matt Skura, Ode Ibushi, and Ty Inseki were available in August, why weren't they signed back then instead of having guys like Colonet and Lunchmeat as backup offensive linemen? Had they been on the team in August, they would have been much better prepared to play when the offensive line injuries hit, and we would not have had to play Lunchmeat or Colonet as they wouldn't have even been with the team. Now, this is not Monday morning quarterbacking, as I was saying in the preseason how bad these guys were. The fact that McVay couldn't see this and chose not to bring in some veterans during training camp was the first sign of his mental inertia. For the upcoming draft, we have a second, a third, and then a bunch of sixths and sevenths. Not a, bun- not a promising situation. The Rams should use their second-round pick on a center and their third-round pick on an offensive tackle, or vice versa, and they can use the rest of their 6th and 7th rounders on other positions. As for next year, I would bring back both Joe Noteboom and Flabby Jackson. Hopefully between the two of them, they can play a full season. At left guard, if David Edwards heals from his concussion, I would sign him to a one-year deal. I'm not a big Brian Allen fan, so I'd like to see them trade him. Rookie Logan Bruss will be back next year, and he can compete with uh, Tremaine Ankrum for a guard spot. Coleman Sheldon can play both center and guard, and he is serviceable, so they should try to keep him. The last six games will be auditions for players like Abushi, Brewer, Skura, and Inseki, and if they play well enough, they can probably be signed cheaply to one-year deals. The four guys who should never, ever play for the Rams again include Lunchmeat Evans, Jeremiah Colonet, Taylor Rapp, and David Long Jr. My last point, Sean McVay. I think he can rebound in 2023, but he needs to address his mental inertia issue and focus on coaching. I have read reports this week that he is once again considering retirement. He can trade his $32 million a year head coaching job for a $33 million a year broadcasting job. If he's going to coach, then he has to not even talk about broadcasting. If he decides he wants to move to broadcasting, that's fine. I just hope he announces it as early as possible after the season ends. I close with this. Perhaps in the uh, Chiefs game, you saw that backup tight end Roger Carter, number 49, banged into McVeigh's face pretty hard while running onto the field. At his press conference after the game, when asked about it, McVeigh said, quote, I was thinking the guy should have a little awareness of what he's doing, unquote. I immediately thought, how ironic. Ram fans have been thinking the same exact thing about you all year. The answer to our trivia question, who was the journeyman quarterback? who had two stints with the Rams in two different cities, 10 years apart. It was none other than Chris Chandler. So thanks to everyone who listened, and thanks to Forrest for being a great co-host. I wish you and all our listeners a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year.